Hello and welcome to Vintage Lesbians, the personal journey of friendship and queer history where we try to set the record a little less straight. I am Shan, one of your hosts. And I'm Allison, the other one of your hosts. And welcome to Vintage Lesbians. Yay! Um, so, not to part the curtain too much, it has been a week since our last episode has dropped, but for us, the we recorders... Just, we just recorded it. It has been but mere minutes. We so finished noticed. recording that about ten minutes ago, yeah, and we then we took, took a, a break snack for snacks. And I had more tea. <laughs> You'll notice that my voice is still very attractively husky. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Got that good cold sexy. Yeah. Hopefully it's not too horribly nasally. I'd rather be like a sultry femme fatale than like a nose demon or something like that. You don't that. sound like a nose demon. Thank not you. Not to me. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, as we talked about last week... <laughs> uh, <laughs> As we talked about last week, we are going to step aside from our traditional uh, six-week-long format. <laughs> you know, you master the form and then you change it. Yeah, you know, we feel like we've, we've reached the next level in our podcasting career. We're ready to, to, you know... Look, we're not talking about a specific person or event that we've researched this week. This week, we're just going to talk from the heart about what it is to be a queer person, our experience... We have some advice for parents of queer kids, some questions we're going to answer. We have some submissions from from listeners and friends about their experiences and journeys. And before we even get into it, I do want to encourage each and every one of you to to send in questions, send in your stories, send in your, your voice recordings and voice memos. We, we want to elevate other voices. Um, and we want this episode to not just be a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. I think we want to do this monthly we'll maybe see. monthly tw- or 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 something just we'll figure it out based on the response but but we we wanted to have this we were contact we've been contacted by a couple of parents who who are saying that like hey maybe if i learn the history of of more queer people i'll understand my kid better mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll have a relationship again and it's very sweet and heartfelt and we wanted to give some actual tangible things that parents and families and allies could do to have those relationships. Mm-hmm. And it seems especially appropriate appropriate to do it right now because today is Thanksgiving. It American is. American Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I hope it's going well for you. Yes. So we want to start off by giving some tangible advice to families of queer kids, ways that you can outwardly show your support. Um, something that my mom said to me was that she wants to talk to me, but she has no idea what to say. And sorry to put you on blast, Mom, um, but I'm not any different than I was. And you can talk to me exactly how you've been talking to me for 27 years, because I'm not a different person. And you can address my gender just as much if you, as you've addressed it in the last 27 years, which has been almost none. And, and just because I, I need you to call me by a different name and I need you to pay attention to what pronouns you're using doesn't mean you have to speak to me any differently. And I think that is the biggest thing for parents to understand. We're not different. Mm -hmm. You just know us better now. When I came out to my parents, I was in tears because I cry very easily. Oh God, me too. (laughs) Um, I'm constantly weeping. And I think I used the phrase like, I'm still the same person I was moments ago. (laughs) And you know, Mm -hmm. it's still true. It is still true. Except I feel a little easier. I think a little better. It's always better when you don't have to hide part of yourself Mm -hmm. from people that you love. Another really important thing to understand is 
we don't tell you because we want to upset you, because we want you to feel bad, because we want you to have to struggle with this. We tell you because we want you in our lives, because we want to involve you in our lives, because we want you to know us. Mm-hmm. And this is part of knowing us, is knowing who we are. Telling you isn't an attack by any means. It's reaching out. It's reaching out with love and and hope and fear and hoping that you will be there reaching back to hold our hands because you're still our parents and we still need you. Um, With all that said, I'd like to begin by reading the bullet points of an article from mykidisgay.com. Incidentally, my kid is kidisgay.com is an amazing resource for families of queer kids um and they have frequently asked questions and you could write in and ask for advice and it's staffed by an all queer staff who are very good at writing i highly recommend it that's awesome um but this article is called five things not to say to your lgbtq child at thanksgiving dinner which is appropriate because that's today mm-hmm. um number one do not ask your child if they've changed their mind about their identity these seem like pretty. It seems, we just to it set, seems like, a obvious. Rule. It seems yeah. obvious to us, mm-hmm. but you and I have been living in our identities for years, mm-hmm. and to our parents, it's new. And I think that's why it's scary, mm-hmm. because you. you I mean, I, I'm scared still, and I'm I'm the person that I am. But it's the same thing. You you knew you know a person for twenty seven years, and then you find out this new thing about them, and it kind of fundamentally shifts how you understand them, and that is scary. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, don't ever ask anyone that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, number two, don't introduce your child's significant other as their friend, and don't ask them to do the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this article suggests. I I, I want to touch more on yeah. that. Words matter. Words are important, and and if calling someone a friend as opposed to a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a significant other or a partner, it devalues the entire relationship, it devalues their identity, and it makes it very, very clear to the person you are speaking to that you do not think that their partnership, that their love, is as valid as heterosexual love. Mm -hmm. So these are very basic things that we're telling you to do. But it's very important that you understand why. Because to you, it might not seem like anything. That's just a friend. But labels do matter. When I choose to label myself as something and you say, no, that's not true, or that makes me uncomfortable, so I'm going to ignore it, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this written down later on in my notes, but um, I can't separate myself into two parts i am all of me yeah and so things like that um uh, choosing to love me as a person but like not accept the one part of me hate the sin love the sinner yeah it just it doesn't work that way we'll get into more detail about that now or not now in a little bit um but Yes. This article points out that um, if a child brings their significant other home to meet you, it's probably because they love and trust you and want to meet this special person and vice versa. And that's a good thing and something to celebrate. Don't deny this relationship by pretending the two are just friends, which seems pretty Mm -hmm. accurate. Yeah. Um, Number three, do not call your child by any names or pronouns other than their preferred chosen name and pronouns. Yeah. Treat them with respect. Treat them the way you would want to be treated if you're going through the exact same thing. Like, People want to be called. Or even just yeah. if you tell someone your name, 
you'd want them to call you by that name. My dad has a nickname, and that is the name that he goes by. He has a full name. No one calls him that, because it's not his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you insisted on calling him the longer name, that would be... It, well, he he doesn't let people do that, mm-hmm. because it's disrespectful. Yeah. It's it's your name. It's it's your identi- it's your main identifier in the world and the ones that we choose for ourselves because the ones we were given as as babies don't fit anymore when we choose new names and I and I'm getting deep more deeply into it now because this is affecting me right now mm-hmm. when we choose new names we are not saying that we don't love the names that we had before we are not saying we're not grateful for for the love that it took to pick those names and 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 gift them to us but when we choose new names it's us stepping into who we are who we have been and who we have been afraid to be if your child asks you to help them choose a new name please say yes because if they ask you to do that what they are asking is I need you to be as much a part of my life now as you always have been. It is an incredibly vulnerable situation to put yourself in, and denying that is... It's just wrong. It's extremely painful, yeah. is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is do not attempt to set them up with anybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> they specifically say... <laughs> I'm going to assume that what they say is, don't try to set them up with the first other gay person you meet. It actually doesn't. It says, <laughs> for example, your aromantic son may not want to date anyone at all. Your lesbian daughter might be pretty offended if you keep insisting that she just try to go on one date with Kevin. Oh, um, fuck Kevin. <laughs> I know. Kevin, you stop listening to this right now, Kevin. It's, 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 it's two things, you know, it's, it's the, it's the, I'm going to try to set you up with someone so you can realize that you're actually wrong about this, or I'm going to set you up with these people because this is the only other gay person I know, so you must be in love with each other because all gays love each other. Mm -hmm. Just like people think that if you're a lesbian, you're attracted to all women, or if you're a gay, you're attracted to all men, or Mm -hmm. if you're a pansexual person, like me, you're literally attracted to everyone. That's not fucking true. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Straight people aren't attracted to every one of the opposite sex. I know, because a lot of them haven't wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> and there have been some people. Right? I'm amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then number five, this article came out a couple years ago. So number five was do not ignore the election. Um, and I want to extrapolate that. This is still relevant. Yes, to like don't ignore the current political co- climate. Um, we are being targeted. It, I always feel... Like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. This is really yeah. happening. I mean, they're trying to outlaw intersex and transgender people. They're trying mm-hmm. to remove that option from your 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 gender marker on on your ID. You can only have the genitals you were born with as your gender marker, which doesn't make any sense because sex and gender are different. Mm-hmm. Intersex people exist. Like y- you can't legislate away a group of people, but you can make them have no political power very easily. You you can test how the rest of the country reacts to you saying we're going to legislate these people away and if you don't get pushback from that then you know you can go after other people mm-hmm. then you know you can go after gay marriage after you come for for trans people and you can just systematically start taking down those protections that we have fought for and cried for and bled for yes um so please 
show love to your children and they're probably very, very hurt by everything that's going on right now. Love and respect them and understand mm-hmm. that your opinion is, regardless of how old your kid is, your opinion is, is, your opinion is huge. Your exception, your, your, your acceptance or your, or your denial of your, of your kid is huge. You're our parents. Mm-hmm. Your, your opinion is everything. You raised us, you birthed us, you, you gave us life and you, you put us into this world and now you have to let us be in the world the way that we're in the world. Mm-hmm. And you have to trust that you did your job. And you have to keep doing your job, which is to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, this segues us into the other article that I wanted to go over briefly before we start listening to some voicemails. Um, they're not voicemails. They're voice memos. I don't know how to set up a voicemail account specifically for our show, but... Maybe that's a thing. I don't know. That's not part of what we're talking about right now. This segues us perfectly into um, the next article I wanted to talk about, which is about supporting your child during a post-election holiday season. Um, so the first piece of advice that they um, recommend is to actually talk to your child. Um, you can create a safe space with them and ask them questions like, how do you feel about spending your holiday with this person? Um, is there anyone like your, that you're... your uncle who voted for Trump? Yeah. Or who constantly posts shitty things on the internet about, about trans kids mm-hmm. or trans people in yeah. general. Um, maybe make a plan with them so that they could say something to you and know that you need to help them take a break or something like that. Um, number two, do your research and be prepared to stand up for your kid. You're your child's first advocate. This is starting to be more like, especially if you are the parent of a younger queer kid, you have the voice that they don't have yet. Um, and you standing up for your child is going to go so much further than your child standing up for themselves. So, you know, do that, please. I will say that that also applies to older trans mm-hmm. people. Um, yes. If your family members refer to your newly out trans kid with the wrong pronouns and you and you hear it and you say nothing... That's not okay. You, your first job as a parent is to protect your kids. That doesn't stop when they leave your home, in my opinion. Um, and part of protecting them is making sure other people honor and respect their identity, even if you are struggling to do it. Even if you are struggling to change the pronouns you've used for your kid or change the name you've used for your kid, everyone's going to struggle with it because that's a habit you have to break now. So work on breaking it and help your family members break it too. Don't put the responsibility of teaching the family about how to be a good ally on your kid. Yes. We're going through enough right now. Um, And choosing to come out and be a queer person and living into um, best lives already takes so much like emotional energy and everything. Having someone by our sides, who we know is going to have our back, is going to make everything change and be... I can't... I mean, I don't want to say I can't imagine that, because I never talked about, like, having a safety plan or something mm-hmm. with my parents or something like that. Me neither, because but, my plan every Christmas is to just be quiet and be mm-hmm. avoidant and smoke a lot of weed and get drunk. That is what I've done for the past three Christmases. It's it's not healthy and it's not good, but I, I don't know how to talk to my family. So please talk to your children and make a safe space for them. Um, Number three is prepare to deflect. Um, So we all have family members who are 
a little more intense than others. Um, and if there's any kind of upsetting political talk or anything like that, that you know isn't going to go anywhere and it's just going to make everything worse, it's okay to say, you know, I would rather talk about things like Sally's dance recital last week and then change the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is take a walk or an extra long bathroom break or offer to run to go to to the store for a last minute item, take your kid with you and just sort of provide a space for them to get out of a situation. If it gets too political or overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for a lot of us, the the politic talk at Christmas isn't really something that can be avoided when you, your family gets together and opinions differ, especially. Um, And oftentimes it's important not to avoid it mm -hmm. because the political climate in our country right now is intense and divisive, and we we do need to talk about it. Absolutely. But your your gay kids and your trans kids and your trans family members are constantly talking about it mm-hmm. because our rights are being legislated against right now. Mm-hmm. Our very identities are being legislated against right now, and sometimes we just need to ignore it and sometimes we just need to pretend that everything's fine mm-hmm. um especially in i'm thinking back to my family i usually don't spend the holidays with my extended family because most of them live <clears throat> in different states than me and you know what am i made of money um but if something if a political conversation comes up um i would probably be the only one in that entire extended family who would hold my personal belief system and then it becomes just sort of like be the only queer person in the room and then you become the one person defending your humanity Mm -hmm. against however many fucking people who think you shouldn't have it do that i would shut down immediately yeah um so it's good to talk about politics and you know stand up for what you believe but please give your children the opportunity to not do that if they don't want to um and then the last point of this article is don't make your kid go to thanksgiving if they don't feel comfortable um and i feel like that extends to pretty much anything if someone doesn't feel comfortable going to a situation like if your kid doesn't feel safe around one of your family members because uh, for whatever reason you should pay attention to that and listen to your kid there are a lot of reasons that your kid might not feel safe around someone. Um, for for older trans trans people, um, my plan for Christmas, because I, I go down south every Christmas to visit my extended family, my mom pays for those flights. I'm going to make sure I have enough money in my bank account to go come home early if I need to, because I, I, I don't know what's going to I love my family, and I know that they love me, and that's the only reason I came out to them. But some of them haven't spoken to me. Since I did that, uh, and I am spending Christmas with some of those people, and I have to make sure that I am safe, and I have to make sure that I am not destroying myself mentally under the guise of being with my family, because I have two families. I have the family that I was born into, and I have the family that I gathered around myself, um, the family that I came out to first, my friends who have been nothing but supportive and loving and kind. And I, 
I trust them more than I trust the family I was born into right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to make that different. I try really, really hard to trust the family I was born into. Um, just because I'm a little conflict averse. I don't know if you know this about me. Um, but I definitely feel like I can be way more myself around friends than I can with them. Because I feel like I'm always trying so hard to hide part of yourself. Hide part of me and just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm here and I'm And everything I'm you're out, saying but like, is fine. Also, like, I'm cool. Like, nothing's changed at you all. You have I'm to just... work really hard to, like, not be overly emotional about anything. Mm -hmm. One of the ways you can support your trans family members or your queer family, let's just say queer, one of the mm -hmm. ways you can support your queer family members is to use the words. Mm -hmm. If your kid says they are trans, use the word trans. Use the word. Use the word. Gay, genderqueer, queer. You can Lesbian, say Lesbian, gender nonconforming. Saying the words yeah. doesn't make it any more or less real. It just means mm -hmm. that maybe you get used to it a little mm -hmm. faster. Yeah. Don't refer to it as your whole thing or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or your phase. Mm -hmm. Mainly don't make your kid's identity about you. Yes. it's Because it's not about you. And, and, and don't tell them not to be upset if people misgender them. Because that's a perfectly valid thing for me to be upset about. Because mm -hmm. I am constantly fucking misgendered. I have to make a decision about 20 times a day when I'm out in public of whether I'm going to come out to this specific person or not, because I am viewed female, and I will be for quite some time. I don't know if my body is going to change or not. Whether it does or not, I'm still a trans man, and I have to make that decision constantly. When you so, first mentioned that to me, I started paying attention, and I implored at how many times people just, like, Assume my gender. Mm -hmm. And for me, it works because I'm ostensibly a cis person, but, mm -hmm. like, I... Yes. But, but like, you and I were at a party together the other mm -hmm. night, and someone kept referring to me as she, and every mm -hmm. time he said it, I would say, he. Mm -hmm. He. And then we left him he. like, and then later, we, girls. Yeah. And I'm like, no, stop that. So I yelled at him. Mm -hmm. Because it's exhausting. Yeah. It's fucking exhausting. Four times I told him I'm a he. None of the, oh, to be fair, none of the friends standing around me were helping at all either. Mm. I was going to say, like, it, by the time when we, like, get to the point where you yell at somebody, then you're, like, labeled the angry queer person. Yeah. And it, that's it, not fair either. It's, it's these constant tiny, tiny attacks. Mm -hmm. Constantly, constantly, constantly. And I'm constantly making other people feel better for having fucked up my pronouns. Mm -hmm. I don't, I shouldn't have to make you feel better for your fuck up. Like, and you know what? This is this is an important thing to know. Yeah. When you misgender someone, here is how you respond. Um, Allison, for a moment, I'm going to pretend that you identify as they, them. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll pretend that I'm talking with another friend about you. Okay. And you're here in the room also. All right. Yeah, Allison was just telling me that she... Fuck, sorry. They. Allison was just telling me that they... That's all you have mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. You stop, you correct yourself, you apologize, you move on. Mm -hmm. You do not make it a big deal. No. You do not make it their job to make you feel better. You do not go back and apologize again. You apologize, you correct yourself, and you move on. Because mm -hmm. it's not about you. Yes. And don't 
overcorrect yourself. Don't say, oh, Allison uh, was telling me that she, oh, oh, oh God, I'm so I'm sorry. So I'm, sorry. I'm, I mean, they, I'm, they, I'm so I'm sorry. They. It's like, I'm, oh. I'm so sorry. Are sorry. you okay? Like, yes. just move on. Yeah. Just move on. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's constantly on our minds. You don't need to make it a bigger deal than it is. It can be a small thing. It can be a small correction. Of one of the articles I was reading about how to get used to using new pronouns or names for your children, um, A, accept the new pronouns, um, practice them. You could practice them without them even be here. Just think yeah. about them in your head as they, them, or what have you. You know, And then practice apologizing. You can, you can say just over and over in your head, I love Allison. They are great. I love Allison. They are great. Or I love Shan. He is great. I love Shan. He is great. And I would like all of you to think that for the rest of forever. I'm going to take that little piece of audio, make it my ringtone. And then whenever anyone calls me, it'll just say, I love Allison. They are great. You are great. Thank you, Shan. You're great. I, I dragged you to that party the other night. Yeah. <laughs> I texted you and I was like, you want to hang out like friends do? Which is how I ask people to hang out with me. Shall we speak as friends do? Shall we, <laughs> shall we have a, shall we have a, a, a salon as friends? <laughs> shall we have a chit chat? Shall we sit down and have a gab? <laughs> and then Sham was like, party? And I was like, yeah, okay. And then we did it and we went yeah. and we talked to strangers. It was a good day for me. You talked to strangers. <laughs> you I knew everyone there. there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Woo! Um, uh, Allison was the only woman there. And that's never happened to me before, because usually I bounce immediately. And usually, before, I was also a woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weird time. Uh, do we want to listen to a voice memo? Yes, um, so we got... Uh, we got a few voice memos and comments from queer folks. Uh, we basically sent the call out asking for uh, anything you want to share. At yeah, all. just experience as a trans person, what your parents did right, what you what you wish they would have done, uh, things you want to say. But well, let's, so let's uh, let's jump into that. Um, uh, Elizabeth wrote in and said, "One of the best things my mother ever did for me was when I was sixteen. She'd asked me how a friend's party was the night before, and I talked about it, and as part of that, I told her that I kissed a female friend of mine. As I told her, it occurred to me that this probably meant that I was bi, as I also had a boyfriend, so I said that too. She treated both things as no bigger deal than my mentioning it about a boy, and so my sexuality never felt like a big deal or something that needed a fuss at any point in my life. I've always felt like families can be a huge support by not making a big deal about sexuality at all and really working to encourage people to mention partners in just the same way as they would if it if heterosexual. It certainly made things easier for me. Elizabeth's yes. mom sounds really cool. She sounds rad. Thank you so much for sharing that, Elizabeth. We really appreciate you writing in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's very important to yeah. just sort of like accept it as if it's a normal thing, because guess what? It's a normal thing. It is. Mm-hmm. People are different. There are variants in, in all species on this fucking planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine having a conversation uh, with my parents where I feel comfortable enough to mention that I've ever kissed anybody before. Yeah. Especially if I already had a boyfriend. Elizabeth, you're a badass. <gasps> Hello, Elizabeth, you're pretty cool. Um, Allie wrote in and said, One thing that I think is important that my mom has started doing is actively helping me in the process of coming out to the rest of my family. It is great to be accepting of your children, but really important to be a buffer for dumb questions and an ally 
and a resource. I hope that makes sense. Parentheses. Also, I'm totally going to start listening to your podcast. That sounds awesome. Close parentheses. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Allie. <laughs> hope you're enjoying the podcast. We love you. We really appreciate you yeah. sending that in. Our names are similar, so hopefully we already are best friends. I always feel like if, there, if I ever hear a podcast <laughs> with an Allie, I'm like, that's kind of my name. We are friendships. Yes. It's a bond that cannot be broken. Uh, so we also got two recordings. Uh, so let's listen to those now. And it's not playing. Okay. Um, I might have to play it on my phone. Okay, so this one I'm going to play on my phone, and hopefully it works. We shall see. Figuring this all out as we go. The advice that I would want to give is that when you support, like when you support us in our journey, when you let uh, your queer child tell you who they are, instead of you telling them who they should be, the world opens up a lot more. The world gets a lot better um, when you make your, your home and your family a safe place for us to turn to when the world outside gets a lot scarier, which it is. You're reinforcing that the world needs to be safer than it is, but until then, you're here to help, and that's really good. Um, it doesn't just stop at your home either. The community around you sees it, and your kid's going to carry that safety in their heart when they leave their home and have a little more proof that the world can be better. You, they've seen it because they've been in your home. The idea of being able to do that and be that place for somebody and to be safe and a reinforcement of a better world, I literally can't think of anything better to do for your family. There's no downside. It, uh, it's just the right way to do things. Um, and I, I can't encourage it more. Um, I think the only other thing that I would encourage parents of uh, queer kids, like the thing that I wish uh, was there a lot more, is for like the parents to not only be willing to listen to us about our experiences, but to educate themselves on their own um, and use resources that are already out there to learn more. Since a lot of the time we're just trying to figure out who we are, we're in the middle of it, and showing that you're not just going to rely on our shared experiences to learn more can help make it feel a lot more comfortable. Um, I hope this helps, and I hope everybody who's going through their holiday season is uh, surviving and doing well, and, you know, yeah. Thank you so much, Hillary, for sending that in. Mm -hmm. That is definitely something that needs to be shared a lot more often. Yeah. Um, your your home is the first place your kid learns about the world, mm -hmm. so if you make your home a safe and loving place, that's the how your kid sees better. the world, yeah. and the world gets better. Love, and then, love and, and hatred and acceptance and denial, those are all learned. And then also educating yourself and not putting the entire onus of your education It's extremely on, important. That's um, so important. Because this is something that I said to, I think, one of my cousins who messaged me after I came out to specifically support me and, and tell me that they were proud of me for living as myself. Um, I said after she offered to reach out to my parents, yes, please do, because I cannot be the person they're supporting and also the person teaching them how to support me. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Yeah. And it is too much. Because we, we're, we're figuring this out too. We're learning this too. We're learning how to exist and move in a world that treats us differently than it used to. And that is scary. I don't, I don't have the emotional capacity, the emotional stamina to show you how to treat me with love. 
it, it feels like that shouldn't be on my shoulders. Yeah. So yeah, educate yourselves. There, there are so many really, really great resources out there. There's mykidisgay.com. Um, there's, there's transadvocacy.com. I have a couple websites pulled up. Actually, they are more specifically for trans kids, but trust me, you'll get some good info. Mm-hmm. And My Kid is Gay also <laughs> includes information on gender non-conforming kids, mm-hmm. trans kids, etc. Uh, so the National Center for Transgender Equality, or transequality.org, uh, has just a, an article on how to be a good ally, how to support the transgender people in your life. Uh, they want you to remember that there's no one way to be a perfect ally. The transgender community is diverse and complex. And of course it is, because transgender you know, people are diverse and complex, and transgender people are just that, they're people. The second thing they say is something I really, really want to talk about. You don't have to understand someone's identity to respect it. Mm-hmm. Stop demanding that your kids make, like, don't, don't ask for help understanding yeah. from, from the kid, from the queer people in your life. I don't Whether, want to show up to Christmas dinner with a PowerPoint. Yeah. I kind of do yeah. want to show up to Christmas dinner with a PowerPoint. Though, How great. Oh, that's God, just I me think personally. My, <laughs> I might make a PowerPoint. Anyway, um, there's, when someone comes out to you, if your response is, I want to understand your journey, that's not a great response. Because oftentimes we don't understand our journeys. Mm-hmm. We just know this feels right. This yeah. feels like me. When we finally have the words to say it, it it's like unlocking a part yeah. of yourself and everything kind of falls into place. Yeah. Like those those little, those movie. little like... It's, it's, it's like, it's like building a fucking puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know the feeling of putting the last puzzle piece in, you've done the rest of it, you've built this picture, and you take that last puzzle piece and you just slot it in and it fits perfectly. That's what coming out feels like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's this feeling of completeness, of feeling like, now I am myself, because I'm not hiding anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you don't have to understand someone's identity to respect it. And you shouldn't demand to understand it or even ask for them to help you understand it. Mm-hmm. You need to do that work yourself. And regardless of whether you ever understand it is fine. If, if you're trying to, that's fine. If you're not trying to understand, that's fine. If, if, if you want to just loudly support your, your queer family members without doing any research, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to go back to talking about, um, I know we're in the middle of a... No, that's fine. That's fine. But going off of that, that seems really close to the, um, I've heard a lot, like, um, you don't have to accept your child, children's lifestyle, but you just have to love them. Love is the most important thing. Treat them with love no matter what. That comes with a good heart, but also it hurts so much. You cannot love me. If you don't love all of me, mm-hmm. you you cannot love me and not love my identity because I am a trans person. That is, I am a trans person that is the, a, a core tenant of, of who I am. And to say that you love me, but you don't accept that I am trans is saying, I don't love you. I don't respect you. I don't, I don't care who you are. I'm uncomfortable and that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. And your discomfort never trumps my identity. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know I've mentioned this already in this podcast, but I can't separate myself. No. I, we, we, like and and you, and you can't demand of, that. Yeah. Don't demand that separation. Don't don't tell your kids to just be quiet about all that trans stuff or all that bisexual stuff at Christmas because mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa won't like it. So fucking what? Grandma and grandpa have had however many goddamn years on this planet to figure stuff out. If they can't handle change, then bye bye Because mm-hmm. all, all we ever live with is change. All we ever live with is progress. I'm I'm totally fine with people not understanding me. I don't need to be understood by every person I meet, by every person I love. I do need to be respected. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be the rational calm one who explains everything. Yeah. But I do want to be accepted and, you know, as you mentioned, respected. Yeah. Treated like a human being. People like that. And, and, and... You know, being having to be the rational calm one all the time because you're defending your identity and it gets exhausting because it's yeah. day after day and time I'm after time. I'm not a thesis. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not I'm a, a project. I'm not an experiment. I'm a human person who happens to identify the like as a trans man. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know where I was going with the sentence. I just have a lot of feelings. Yeah. Um. Very important things. These are more specific to uh, your trans friends and family members do not ask what their real name is if you know their dead name because that's what it's called dead name their real name is the name that they go by do not ask what their dead name is do not use it if you know it do not use it around other people if you know it Uh, i had a friend over the other day who was telling me about one of her trans dude friends and she kept using his dead name so i stopped her i said hey michael probably doesn't want me to know what his dead name is because his name is Michael. So you can say, you know, people kept using his dead name. Don't say people kept using and then actually tell me what it is. Because that's not his name. I don't have any right to know it. And you need to stop thinking about him in that way. That's why they call it a dead name. It's kind of, you know, it's serious. It's not just like someone's deciding to change their name. It's, It's 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 a very, it's a big deal. Uh, don't don't ask about any medical procedures don't ask about hormones don't ask about genitals don't ask you know anything that you wouldn't ask a straight cis person don't ask a trans person Mm -hmm. i i came out on a one of my nannying groups and someone asked me if i was planning to have surgery that's none of your business how the fuck is that anyone's business but mine Why is that your business? Which, like, that's, that's like someone complaining that their breasts are too large and it causes them back problems and saying, oh, well, are you planning to have a breast reduction surgery? Mm-hmm. That's not your business. Also, do you know how fucking expensive surgery is? Like, confirmation, confirmation surgeries, gender confirmation surgeries are almost never covered by insurance mm-hmm. and they can have huge, huge repercussions for years because they're major surgeries. Mm -hmm. Don't ask people about medical procedures. It's rude as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, Try to avoid complimenting them by saying, I couldn't tell you were trans. Or you don't look trans. It's fucking gross. Mm -hmm. Uh, A of all. And not a compliment. 
It is not a compliment to me to not look trans. I, I am trans. I a real person for a second. I am trans. I want to look trans because I am trans. I told a friend the other day that I want to I want to be androgynous enough to confuse every straight person I meet. <laughs> That's not a lie. That would be very fun to me. Um, <clears throat> just in general, trans is not all I am. It's it's a big part of of who I am and how I view the world, but. I'm still a person, mm-hmm. and I have other things going for me yeah. that you can talk to me about. Like my new podcast. Vintage Lesbians? Yeah. Or my other one. Shaniel. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon to a podcaster near you. Uh, it's just by now. Just people. God, we've been recording for a while. Um, do you want to do Passion. another thing? Do we want to listen um, to the other, the other one? The other recording? Listen to the other recording. While you pull that up, I just wanted to congratulate parents of queer kids because, oh my goodness, your children trust you enough to come out to you and think that you're going to, like, hold that for them and support them. Mm -hmm. You lucky, lucky ducks, Mm -hmm. just don't make sure, make sure that their trust in you doesn't go to waste. It's a huge deal for someone to be that vulnerable with you. Um, it is a huge deal. It's an honor, also. Don't, it is. You, know, you, you like mess it up. How many people do you know don't have relationships with their adult parent or their adult kids, even mm-hmm. even when their kids are straight? Yeah. Because there's some disconnect there. Because maybe your kid trusted you with something, and you took that trust and you broke it. It's exactly the same. I am I am trusting you with a piece of myself. Hold it in your heart. Because that's where I need it to be. Just like I hold my parents and my brother's identity in my heart. It's not different. Uh, we have another uh, voice submission from Laura. So let's listen to that right now. When my mom found out that I was gay, it was not on purpose. I was mortified that she had found out. It was not something that I had intended her for her to know. But once she knew... We had to have a conversation about it. She didn't take it necessarily horribly, but she didn't take it very well either. Uh, I came out as bisexual, which I still identify as today. And she just, she didn't really have the right things to say. She thought that bisexuality meant that I couldn't be monogamous. And she was concerned because she'd never met any, like, I think she said normal lesbians. What she meant was lesbians that weren't very butch they weren't very i guess stereotypical the whole situation was uncomfortable and it was not any balm to how i was feeling but at least i wasn't being kicked out it was kind of like she wanted to just push the issue to the side she asked me to please and just pick a guy to date a guy or marry a guy if i could have that option and it was it was a miserable experience because I love my mother. She's one of the most wonderful people I know. She's so kind and she's always been very supportive of me. But this was a moment that was really difficult. Flash forward to four, three or four years later and I'm at college and I get a call from her and it's just a normal conversation. I called her often during school, but I remember her asking me things regarding being gay and uh, regarding the trans community 
And that was really something special. It was like the first time that she took interest in the community that I was a part of. I, I wanted to encourage that. And so anytime she would ask me about uh, queer issues and to explain a term or anything, I, I was happy to respond. Cut to now, another three years later, and I'm so much more comfortable with telling my mom if I went on a date with a girl or anything like that or talking about gender stuff and oh, I've we even found a way to kind of <laughs> I found a way to explain uh, gender identity to my mother and how that applies to people um, and the way that in a way that makes sense for her I found the best thing is to do that is to ask questions ask questions of your of your child ask questions of other people in the community in a, as respectable a, a of a way as you can of course you're not always going to get things right the first time but you know it's the whole think before you speak thing there's a lot of things that i feel like people outside the community would ask and not realize is a rude uncomfortable question so you know if you wouldn't ask a straight non-trans person this question don't ask it of a of a queer person um another thing that i really wish that i'd had when i was younger was much of a of a, a queer community i went to an episcopal school and no one was really out there weren't any like bullied people and they encouraged uh you know diversity and not bullying people and we I knew there were teachers at my school who were part had partners but I didn't really know any queer kids until I finally got the guts to come out to my friends and we slowly over the next year realized that all of us were queer in one way or another and so that was my kind of tiny little isolated community that we didn't none of us really had much of a community outside of that no older people to look up to when i finally got to school and i finally joined the the lgbt group at my school it was it was such a relief to have a community and to just walk into a room of people and say these people are like me they understand you know the struggle it, it seems kind of juvenile to be like a room full of gays I love it but that's kind of how it was and I, I wish that I had had that earlier and so as a parent I think it's important to find that community to help your kid find that community whether it's through GSA at their school or finding you know your local LGBT center or like hell even going to drag shows like finding a community and older queer people that your child can look up to is really important because I know a lot of kids especially trans kids feel really othered when they don't see anyone who's an adult who's like them they think oh this is this must be a phase people must be right that this isn't something that lasts into adulthood but it's it's real there are trans people in their 90s there's queer people of every age every race every gender just everywhere so having that is a really important thing for a queer kid
Thank you so much to Laura for sending that in. That is something that we haven't touched on, helping your kids find their community and, and, and connecting them with other queer kids, older queer people. Mm-hmm. Being Those, able to see that their yeah. life is going to be good. And, and also that's for you, especially mm-hmm. for parents of younger trans and queer kids, for you to see successful, happy, active members of society and see that future for your kid mm-hmm. is only going to make you feel better. And and while, you know, this journey isn't really about you, I do, I respect the fact that parents are always going to worry about their kids. I know a big part of my mom's problem with this right now is that she's afraid. Yeah. She is afraid for me. This is not the life that she envisioned for me. And I understand that. It's, I'm, I'm also mourning a life that I thought I was going to have. Mm-hmm. It looks, it's, it, you know, different shades now. I'm still planning to do all the things I was planning to do before. Be a parent, have a, a wedding, have a marriage, have a life. But it has a different patina now. That's all. There's, it's, I'm just seeing it through a different lens. So for, for parents who are worried that because their kid is queer, their kid's going to have a less successful, less joyful, less rounded life. It's important for you too to make those connections with happy, successful, joyful queer people. Absolutely. I didn't feel comfortable coming out to anybody, even like my closest friends, until after I stopped living at home. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine being able to come out to my parents as a teen and then be introduced to people who were the same as me, who were living a happy life. I, mm-hmm. That sounds so meaningful, and I really want to employ or implore every um, family who's listening to this to help do that for your younger kids. That's yeah. so important. Um, so we've been recording for a little while now, and I'm wondering if we just want to have like one monster episode, or we could keep talking and cut it in two. I do have one question from a parent why don't we address that and then wrap it up and all right this isn't i don't think this is going to be a one-time thing i I think if it's a lot to talk about there this is this is not and this is not we, we are not queer people are not a monolith we we have individual needs and things and these are these are are general things that you can do to help some of them might not be for for your kid or or for you like mm-hmm. We're speaking out of our own lens and the, our own experience. Yeah. And, and that's why we want to invite you to share your experience and your lens. If, if you are just, if, if, if you want, if you have questions, send them in. If you have tips, send them in. This, I, we started this podcast because we want community. We need community. We want to know more about our community. And everyone in the queer community is is welcome to be part of this, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So your homework for this week is to send in a voice memo or a message to us. Yeah. Even if it just says hi. Yeah. Oh, we would love that. Uh, I check the email pretty regularly, and sometimes we get a message that says something like, uh, your Instagram account has been logged into on a new device. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's something it I was. did. Um, that was me just now. Um, it was me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to reiterate... This isn't going to be a one-time thing. 
keep sending in your messages of hope and help and fear and questions because community is for everyone. We want to elevate your voices. Uh, we don't want to act like we are are the end-all be-all of how to treat queer people of, or how to be around them. This we're two is, 20-something idiots sitting in an extra bedroom. Yeah, this is, we're two 20-something white idiots <laughs> <laughs> sitting in my spare bedroom Slash recording studio. a podcast. Yeah. Um, we're not special. We're a little sweet. No, we're, we're just, not. no, no. Not in like a cosmic. We're not cosmically special. Yeah. We just decided to do a thing. Yeah. Because we wanted to put some good into the world. And I think so far we are accomplishing that. I've been very touched by some of the messages mm-hmm. we've received. Yeah, it's been, I knew it was going to be rewarding, but I've just been blown away by yeah. our little community that we've already built after six weeks. Yeah, we're doing great. Oh, man. Anyway. Anyway, this is the last question. So I reached out to one of the families who initially um, contacted us, saying that they're hoping that they will be able to support their um, child who just started um identifying as non-binary. And mm-hmm. um, so they said that ever since their child came out, they've been um, pushing away the rest of the family. Um, so Just kind of isolating themselves. Isolating themselves, yeah. not really being interested in a relationship with them. Uh, this mom says that she wants to have a relationship with her child, but doesn't really know how to do that if the child isn't interested in engaging. Yeah. Do we have any advice for them? I would say sometimes after, especially as a, at the beginning of coming out space is very important Mm -hmm. because sometimes your kid is still trying to figure out who they are and they maybe need to do that away from you separately from you a little bit um i think letting them lead your relationship for a little bit and just i think give letting them lead is is important giving them the reins in the relationship is important but still being vocally accepting Mm -hmm. um my question to this parent would be how did you have a relationship before did you occasionally send like a funny picture that you saw and say this made me think think of you love you bye um because that's a really great way to stay in touch without demanding conversation Mm -hmm. because sometimes conversation is too much so Send them the things that remind them of you. Make sure if you post about them, you're using their correct pronouns. If and when you fuck up, apologize. Mm -hmm. And correct it. And move on. And practice getting their pronouns Um, and names and everything correct. But sometimes... Space is what's needed. Mm -hmm. And your initial push away isn't... It's it's not against it's what your not against relationship is going to be necessarily. No, and the the initial the initial pushback is often a defense mechanism for I'm going to come out and then I'm going to mm-hmm. step back because I'm scared now. I'm very scared. At any moment this could blow up in my face. I understand that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um when I came out I immediately got sick like yeah. right away and then isolated myself for like a week. I um I was curled up on on the side of my couch just like sobbing and heaving and like tears were streaming down my face and I felt like I was gonna throw up and because it's like you're ripping your soul out and putting it Mm -hmm. on the table and saying okay you get to judge this now and now you have nothing to hide behind yeah it's there's being that vulnerable vulnerable is scary Mm -hmm. and that's what you need to understand it's scary uh so I think the best thing that you can do is just just be be the one reaching out. 
Mm-hmm. Be the one reaching your hand out consistently and often and with love and respect because eventually they will reach back. Yes. Don't get mad if they don't take it back right away. They they need time. Mm-hmm. But if you are ready to have a relationship, you have to you open that door and let them know very clearly and very often that it is open mm-hmm. and that you are ready for them whenever they are ready. Mm-hmm. Do not put any pressure on them. Do not make them feel guilty for not speaking to you. We know that you want to talk to us. We know that you want us to call you more often. We're gay and depressed and the world is a piece of shit. Give us a break. Well, thank you all so much. <laughs> That's the note we're going to end on. <laughs> and um, any like, are there any happier or positive notes that you're interested in ending on? I feel really optimistic about... The next generation of queer kids, um, if we all survive the next couple of years, you know, we will. Um, Look, it's we're gonna have to fight, and there's gonna be tears, and there's gonna be blood, and there's gonna be sweat, and there's gonna be there's gonna be fear, of course. But I, we're not going back, mm-hmm. not ever, not after what Sylvia and Marsha and and Miss Major and. And, and and Randy Wicker and all of these people, not after what they have done for us. We owe it to them. We owe it to ourselves. We owe it to every single queer kid who comes after us to loudly be ourselves and to scream until our voices are hoarse against the injustices. Because if we don't do that, we're giving it to the next generation to solve. We've done that with all of our histories, done that with all of our problems. And we can be the ones to stop that, solve it in our generation, and build a better yeah. foundation. Um, so if you are interested in talking to us, why don't you go ahead and follow us on social media? Is that uh, a good that's, yeah. So, so you can get in touch with us on social media uh, at Vintage Loves Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and also at gmail.com. So that's Vintage, L-E-S-P-O-D, Vintage Les Pod. No homework this week other than... Drop us, a note. drop us a note and be openly supportive mm-hmm. of queer people because if you're quiet about it, you're not being supportive. Mm-hmm. And if you're only being partially supportive, you're not being supportive. Another very easy thing you can do is in your email sign off or your Twitter bio or whatever, put your pronouns. Uh, because if you normalize people like, telling upfront, you know, as part of an introduction, these are my pronouns, you make it easier for trans people. For you, it's a choice. For us, it's an obligation. So just make it normal. Um, there are a lot of very small things you can do to make the world safer for us. So pick one and do it. That's your homework. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Vintage Lesbians. Uh, if you have something to send in, please do. We are certain we'll do another one of these soon. Mm-hmm. And we love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.